0: Hello! Welcome back to Different Shades of Queer. And today, we're going to be starting a new episode in a new season of this podcast. I'm excited to start releasing more episodes with different topics. But first, I would like to make an announcement about a project we started in Infant Youth called A Rainbow of Letters. We're looking for people living in Atlantic Canada who are queer or trans to write a letter to their younger selves, to share hope for a future to show that it's possible to exist and there are a couple more guidelines uh, that you can check out in our Instagram or Facebook posts. I am truly excited about this project because I think it will bring so much insight and a spreading of love and awareness and hope For future generations, so I hope you all check it out and please send a letter. Now as always I start these episodes with a media I have been enjoying. It could be a book, a film, a music, an artist, anything like that. And today I'm gonna go old-school 2000s. I recently started binging (laughs) the TV show The L Word. I went back to like the original series. It has been interesting. Obviously this was made in the early 2000s so many any of the things that they talk about. They're portrayed. Are outdated or problematic. Uh, but still it like blows my mind. That this TV show about lesbians living their lives. Was out there in 2005. I didn't even know what a lesbian was. <laughs> so it it's like. Um, it feels almost like sci-fi. Of two parallel worlds. Happening at the same time. Very different climates. So yeah. If you have seen it. I would love to know what you think about it, who your favorite character is, who your favorite couple is, what do you think about all the drama? But yeah, this cannot be a gosh about this TV show. Before we start this episode, I would like to mention their trigger warnings. So the theme is internalized homophobia. And with that, there are triggers for suicide. There are triggers for internalized homophobia in itself. There are triggers for hate. There are triggers for depression. Honestly, anything you can think of. So to start, let's define internalized homophobia. Now, I had some help from Rainbow Project, uh, the website, but also from like my own experience and my own um, terminology and what usually we associate with it. So internalized homophobia happens to queer people who have learned or have been taught that heterosexuality is the norm and is the correct way to be and being anything else is wrong. So you kind of like internalize these values uh, that you grew up with and they have ramifications on your mental health, on the way you view yourself, on this internalized conflict between who you are and between what society tells you to be. In my case, internalized homophobia is something I still struggle with. Even before I could put a definition to it, I was experiencing it. And that's because of the way I was raised in. I was raised in a very homophobic society. Not only at school, the media, family, um, friends, the environment just produced homophobia. I myself was homophobic before the year I turned 16 years old. But I knew it was something wrong with that. There was immense conflict in me. And and I had to face it one way or another. So when I broke away from this set of values that I was raised in, um, I realized how wrong it was. How inhumane it is to treat people who are queer or trans that way. But these values have stuck in my unconscious. And they come up here and there as many other people experience it as well. Internalized homophobia for me has been like self-doubt, disgust towards myself, Towards the people I like, uh, I feel sometimes like there's something wrong with me. Now, I have made such an improvement from the start where I was still kind of like avoiding my sexuality. And now it's to a point that it's just like small comments that I can realize when they are happening. But it's all about like, it's rooted on religion, I guess, for me. On how sexuality is tied, well, specifically being queer, is tied with sin, uh, with doing something wrong. And so there are sometimes where I'm laying down in bed or these little vulnerable moments where my brain just has a thought like, what if what you're doing is wrong? Or maybe you need help. Maybe you're sick. It's hard. It's hard because you're the only person that can self-assure yourself that it is not true. Now, for many people, a way to combat that internalized homophobia is with support from their friends, family, and I mourn that. I think well specifically just family, not friends, but I mourn having my mother say like there's nothing wrong with you or I accept you the way you are. Um and I grieve that that may be something that I never get to experience. And therefore, you find triggers in your life that can detonate these internalized homophobia. So it usually happens for me whenever I talk to my mom, um, whenever my family brings up uh, thoughts of like, oh, have you been seeing anyone? And I immediately know that for them, there's only one gender <laughs> I could be dating, right? Um, and it hurts. Other triggers could be media um it could be queer people themselves like when you hear oh yeah I'm one of these gays but not those gays or like yeah I am gay but I'm not feminine or I'm a lesbian but I'm not butch um which those are all right but it's the act of seeing other type of queers as less than you and seeing that there's some prejudice in that and perhaps some internalized homophobia of the way you grew up in and the way that people talk about these type of queers with air quotes um that you find uncomfortable to be associated with them my advice is truly remind yourself that it's okay that you're human that you experience these desires these feelings this way of being this identity of yours and that is valid. That you're not harming anyone no matter how much other people tell you that you are. So sometimes I feel like I'm harming my mom because she carries this guilt that if I'm that then I'm not going to heaven or something like that. But then I realize that's that's not mine to take. Like that's not my life. Like that's her own way of being and I cannot alter that. Whenever you see these thoughts appear in your brain be quick to kind of dismantle them perhaps go and read a queer book uh, a story that affirms that you're valid perhaps reading on queer history and the injustice we have gone through will help you solidify that we are an oppressed group and that we deserve rights And we deserve to be happy and okay with who we are. And I also feel like a lot of the times, kind of like putting yourself away from the situation and seeing it on others, you will realize you're quite partial to them. Or at least in my case. Like, I don't have any hate to other queer people. But when I imagine me, myself, as the queer person, I immediately feel uncomfortable. And it's just the way it is, but it's... It's needed to battle those thoughts. Also making peace with it uh, knowing that it's not your fault, that you're having this internalized homophobia. It's the product of the society we grew up in where heteronormativity is crucial. Hopefully that is changing. Hopefully you don't need to deal with it, but um, I know that for many of us we do. I would love to know your experience, if you're comfortable sharing But more than all, your advice on how other people can deal with it. Perhaps some triggers that you have that are different from mine. Or perhaps how your internalized homophobia differentiates from my experience. Thank you for listening to my rumbles and my very intimate reflections on this theme. I hope that you can relate. I hope that it brought some insight on how another queer person out there goes through life um i am grateful to have this space where i can be vulnerable and share my thoughts i hope to bring another episode to you very soon and bring some more guests and wonderful people to the episodes if you have any topics that you would like me to cover or if you're interested in being a guest please write to the instagram page of this podcast thank you everyone have a good day